What if you could eliminate the reasons people say no to your offer? That'd nearly be magic, right? Because more yeses means helping more people and making more money. Heck yeah to that. So in this episode, we'll talk about banishing those dreaded sales objections to reach more of your business goals. Let's do this. Hey you, welcome to the Messy Desk Podcast, where you'll find honest conversations about productivity, mindset, and marketing. If you're an overwhelmed business owner who wants to achieve more, but could use a little guidance and coaching, then you're in the right place. Ready to dive in? Let's get to it. Welcome to episode 104 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Megan Monahan, your marketing strategist. And I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. I'm going to start off today with total transparency and share that often getting people to buy a product or service is tough. Sometimes it's been easy for me. Other times it's been challenging. Oh, that's no joke. You put in the time, do the work, assemble an amazing offer, and then crickets. It's like waiting for the applause after a grand performance, but the room is empty. Major letdown. Oh, yes, it can be really, really frustrating. The question is, why aren't people buying your offer? Sure, the problem could be that your offer needs tweaks, but often it's about how you address the concerns that linger in a potential customer's mind. I'm talking about those pesky sales objections that get in the way. Oh, exactly. You've got to understand and address those tiny seeds of doubt or concerns in a prospect's mind. So that's what we're going to tackle in this episode. First off, when we say sales objections, we're talking about the reasons that prevent your potential customers from buying your product or service. These reasons become the barriers that you need to break through before a person will part with their money. For example, if a prospect tells me during a consultation call that she's too busy for coaching, then she shared a sales objection with me. But sometimes objections aren't as obvious. Prospects may not share their reasons for not buying. They may just say that they're not interested right now. Or say in a digital transaction, you might not even get the chance to find out what got in the way of making a purchase in the first place. So there are times when people's objections are known and other times when you don't know for sure. And of course, more often than not, people have multiple reasons that get in the way of purchasing. It may not be one thing that's stopping them. So think of dealing with sales objections like bowling. Each bowling pin represents an objection that you've got to knock down to get a strike. The goal is to knock down as many pins or objections as possible. Okay, so, and I love that analogy, by the way, it's a really good one. To help you knock down those pins, let's talk about five of the more common sales objections. These are the typical reasons that people don't buy. It's good to be aware of them so that you can prepare. And side note, this list is in no particular order. First on the list is price or budget. We all know this one. Your prospect could worry that the investment is too expensive. This typically means they don't see the value in your offer or they are doubting the return on investment or ROI. 
Also, they may wonder if they can afford to risk the investment. You're going to need to communicate the value clearly and minimize the risk. And by value, I mean results, not features. Another common reason to object to buying is a lack of interest. It's actually more about relevance rather than your prospect being dismissive. In other words, your prospect may not see how the offer is pertinent to them. In their head somewhere, they're really wondering, is this for me? They don't see the connection between themselves and your product or service. You've got to make them see how the offer aligns with their current needs or goals. Convince them why it is right for them and why the fit is good right now rather than later. Trust is a foundation for any transaction, which makes it another common sales objection. If someone's objecting because of trust, they might be uncertain about the product's reliability or your credibility as a seller. They're essentially asking, can I rely on you and this product or service to deliver? You'll need to prove that the offer works and that you're credible and trustworthy, which can usually be achieved through testimonials, reviews, or case studies. Kind of along the lines of trust, potential customers may not believe that the offer will work for them specifically. This is referred to as the perceived likelihood of success, and it's another common sales objection. Potential customers might doubt whether they can achieve the promised results or benefits, even if the product or service is top-notch. They're doubting whether the offer is compatible with their skills, capabilities, and current situation. This one can be a little harder to grasp. I'll give you an example of this from my own business. Let's say a business owner really wants help with their blog content strategy and calendar but they are short on time and they don't have a budget for outsourcing. So there's no one to create the content. Inevitably, the prospect eventually questions whether they'll be able to take that strategy and calendar and put it into action. At that point, they could perceive that their likelihood of success will be low, so it's not the right offer for them. If you run across something similar, you will want to explain why the solution will work for your prospect specifically and what else, if anything, they'll need to do to make it work. So set expectations and describe what about the offer makes it fail-proof for them. In some cases, a person may have some valid concerns and your offer may not be a good fit. And look, that does happen. Your offers aren't meant for everyone. At times, objections may be good for weeding out those who aren't supposed to buy. Exactly. Okay, the last common sales objection that we're talking about is urgency or timing. Your potential customer may not see your offer as a priority right now. They could be weighing other pressing matters and wondering, do I need this right now or can I wait? Your move here is to create a sense of urgency in an ethical way. Also, emphasize the negative consequences of postponing the purchase. Okay, we just listed some common objections and what you can do to overcome them. But is there anything else you can do in general? Yes. The first tip is to be an active listener. By really listening to your prospect's words and emotions, 
you can discern those underlying concerns and uncover hidden objections. As we've mentioned before, being a good listener is a must-have marketing skill. It's not just about hearing, but understanding. In turn, you can tailor your responses effectively. You can learn so much by paying attention. For example, on sales calls, you can occasionally paraphrase or summarize your prospect's concerns. This gives you a chance to confirm that you are understanding them correctly. It also reassures your prospect that they're truly being heard. A little empathy goes a long way. So true. Okay, another tip to overcome sales objections is to preempt them. Anticipate potential reservations and address them up front to put prospects at ease. Write down as many objections as you can think of. Then prepare responses for each one. That way you're prepared for when you're talking to prospects. Plus, you can include these responses on your sales page or in an FAQ section to counter possible concerns. It's all about understanding your customer and eliminating perceived risk. For example, you could offer flexible payment plans or a trial period. You could give a money back guarantee and you could showcase any tangible results with success stories and testimonials that make people think if they can achieve that with this offer, so can I. Remember the bowling analogy? Well, this tip is all about knocking down those pins so that there are no more objections to be made. And for our last tip, don't forget about the importance of building rapport and trust with your target audience before you ever ask them to make a purchase. People buy from those that they trust. Establish a connection through your content and marketing to show your humanity and to prove that you understand their needs and concerns. Also, be strategic with your content topics and messaging to naturally filter out those who aren't a good fit. These things can make all the difference to whether or not people say yes to you. Absolutely. It's about creating that emotional bond with the right people. Not every conversation will lead to a sale. And that's okay. Trust isn't built overnight. It requires consistency in your actions and transparency in your communication. You know, navigating sales objections is like decoding a language. Once you understand what each objection truly signifies, you're in a much better position to reassure and guide your prospects. This requires empathy and a genuine interest in your target audience, which can further those feelings of trust. Well said. So while you focus on the tangible aspects like product features or pricing, don't forget the intangible yet powerful elements of trust and rapport. I do want to point out how important mindset is here. Objections may feel like rejections. However, try to avoid taking them personally. Although it's easy to feel like blaming yourself, try to realize that the reasons people object are personal to them. Every no isn't a failure or a diss on you. Instead, view the objections as opportunities. Because once you identify and understand objections, you are well on your way to boosting your sales and helping more people. And that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, it sure is. Well, we certainly hope this episode inspires you to look at your offers and identify areas where you can proactively tackle the reasons that may prevent prospects from buying. 
Obviously, every business is different and offers vary, but this is a good starting point for overcoming sales objections. As we like to say, business and life are messy. Achieving your goals isn't always a straight path. Often it isn't, <laughs> but obstacles are inevitable. But know that you'll get better at dealing with objections with practice. So don't let the no's stop you. Listen, learn, and adjust as needed to improve your offer and your sales pitch. And on that positive note, we're done with this episode. Don't forget that the transcripts are always available at MessyDesPodcast.com. And if you like this episode, please support us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you soon. <laughs> I can't talk already. Oops. <laughs> right. I didn't do it. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm going to start off today with total transparency. I can't say any words today. Anything that's more than a syllable. <laughs> This typically means they don't see the value in your offer. <laughs> Damn New York accent. I love that one so much. I don't know I what you're talking breathe. about. <laughs> so hard. I can't breathe. Epic fail. <laughs>